what uh, what tattoo are you having? The Shadowloo logo from Street Fighter. Oh, so you're saying that you're going to pay for some extra Street Fighter content? I can see what <laughs> you just. I can see what you've just started doing. So I'm not going to say that on podcast. So you can go me. Yeah, but this will last. <laughs> oh man, that was going to be a really cool cord open, and you fucked yeah. it. Uh, well, I know. <sighs> yeah, but you just want me to go. Yes. Actually, no. Now I've said yes, you're just going to edit the two together. So it's, <laughs> it's going to be the two different vocal tones, isn't it? It's, it's going to be. So you're paying for content. Yes. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man. I wouldn't do that, would I? Yeah. You wouldn't until I gave you the idea. That's not a bad idea, actually. No, it's not. Uh, anyway, okay, let's go. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Finger Guns Podcast, episode 21, if you can believe it. My name is Roscoe Keniston, and I am joined by Mr. Sean Davies. Howdy. How's it going, man? Good, I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm living the dream this week. I've had a very good week. Excellent. So much to discuss. And also, Mr. Greg Hicks. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you, man? Are you uh, fully recovered from your from your week's activities? I'm mostly recovered. Mostly. I've been at Arc Tangent Festival and seen one of my all-time favourite bands, so I'm over the moon, but I'm tired. I'm not hungover, because I didn't drink yesterday, which, which may surprise you. That's almost two weeks in a row now. Yeah, I know. It's almost like I've had some sort of epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, and I had to drive back from a festival, so... It only took 19 episodes of us to say, Greg, we think you've got a drinking problem, and uh, for him to have the epiphany. Yeah, but I didn't think I had a drinking problem. You guys have made me think I've got a drinking problem. <laughs> Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I didn't have to pay. I didn't have to pay like a psychiatrist for this. So that's all right. <laughs> we're here to help. <laughs> that's what we're here for. And Mr. Paul Collett is not with us this week, unfortunately. He's having internet problems, so unfortunately, uh, Paul couldn't join us. But he will be joining us this time tomorrow night for something very special, which I will discuss a little bit later on. But first, as ever, we are going to discuss what we've been playing this week. So, Greg, what have you been playing this week in your minimal time that you've been at home? I haven't, because I haven't been home. I've been working oh. to a festival. <laughs> oh, what have I been playing? Damsel, still playing that. Review will be out soon. Still don't like oh, it. Oh, yeah, where is that review? Well, I've been away. We've already covered that. I've just thought, my God, you've had that game for ages. I've had it for about three weeks. Unbelievable. I know. And you know it's the English Nation then, because our voices both went really high. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that'll be coming soon. I, I went to a festival. Soz. I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna sit and write a review while I'm watching Metal. What else have I been playing? I recently got back into Hitman 2 because I never finished it the first time. And I've been uh sneaking around a bit more on that. Nice, how are you getting on with it? Badly. Um oh. I, we, I know I've said before I look, I do love a good stealth game. But the problem with Hitman is it was not a problem, because this is gonna sound really, really stupid when I explain it, and everyone's gonna go, What? But there's so many things to do. I guess sidetracked. Like there's so many the challenges you can do, the novelty challenges, the different ways you can assassinate people. And I'll start doing one and then I'll just get sidetracked and do something else. And then I'll cause like a cavalcade of bulls up where I have to restart the mission. And I go, oh, OK, well, I'll do this again. I'll try something else. And then before you know, it, I've got four different saves on one level because I've been faffing around trying to do different challenges instead of just finishing the mission to c- continue the story and then coming back to them. And then I don't play it for a few months, and then I forget what I'm doing, and yeah, it's just a ad nauseum. You know, I keep going around and getting sidetracked. It's a fantastic game, though. It's just me. And I've got, I think I've got gaming ADHD. I see. 
it is one of those games. Um, IDOS seems to be dropping. Uh, sorry, Square Enix seems to be dropping like free modes of that game no, over and not, over and over. It's not um, Square Enix with Hitman Two. It's uh, IO Interactive took it back. Oh, of course they? it is. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Sorry, um, you. but yeah, no, no, you're right. No, thank you for the clarification. Um, yeah, they seem to be dropping lots of free stuff, and I feel like I've played a lot of the game just through all the free events that they've been doing. That is a bit crafty because there are some free events that pop up, but there's also a season pass, like expansion pass that I haven't bought yet. And they've got a lot more of the sniper content and some of the other stuff to do. And it's, yeah, they, they drip feed you the free stuff to make you go, oh, I'll buy the, the extra. And I'm a little bit annoyed because I've just noticed it's actually on sale for one more day. And I've got a week until I get paid. And then, then when it goes back up to £32, I'm just a bit like... Well, I paid forty for the disc version. If I'd bought like, you know, the like they did with the the, the first, or sorry, not the first one, yeah, the you know the twenty sixteen yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'd bought like one episode, and I would feel like, all right, that's a tenner. I'll spend the extra forty quid. I got a fifty quid game. Cool, but I'm not really. I'm a bit loath to put another thirty quid on top of a forty quid game. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm chipping my way through it. I will try and focus. But uh, yeah, just cool. been playing that really, and and for five days I've been out. So that's that's my week. Cracking. Uh, Sean, what have you been playing this week? A lot. Okay. Um, okay, so first thing was uh, Congo Master Go, which is probably the best last game we'll get on the PlayStation Vita. Um, it's only available on the PlayStation Vita. It's basically like a, a spruced up version of the Nintendo Switch version of Congo Master Go that came out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One like two years ago. But basically, you dance around a variety of venues starting conga lines, and you have to keep adding people to your conga line, or you run out of momentum and your conga line stops, which is utterly devastating. Um, if you've got a PlayStation Vita, I highly recommend it. It is probably going to be the last good game we get on that platform, and uh, it is a bit of a cracker. It's got a few issues, like there's there's a, a pr- so if you pause the game at any point. Uh, and then just leave it kind of paused. The whole level will empty, and then everybody will spawn in one spot on a level, mm-hmm. which I think is an amazing. Because like I've actually started using this to like kind of cheat my way through the game. So the idea is you have to dance around people uh, for long enough to entice them into the back of your your conga line. And I've been using this this cheat to force them all into one area, and then just keep dancing around that area until everybody joins my conga line. So I've got like 130-odd people in my conga line, which is, is fun. But yeah, it's a, a good game, well worth a look. So I've been playing Madden NFL 20. Yes, tell me about Madden. The only reason I really wanted to play Madden NFL 20 was the fact that it had this new quarterback one mode, which is like the face of the franchise thing. And basically it's like a version of FIFA's The Journey, but for American football, and it's very condensed. So it's only like like six or seven games worth of storyline. What the fuck were they thinking with this mode? Like, I I cannot believe that I've not heard every game website talking about this mode. So you start off as a quarterback who signs for a college, and then the college signs a better quarterback than you, somebody who's like the big hot, hot prospect, which means that you end up sitting on the bench for the entire year. Then you come to the last couple of games, and the quarterback, back gets injured and they put you in so they're like okay we're now at the championship we have the chance of winning the big championship game it's now your turn no pressure or nothing they put you in for a game and if you win you then get to meet a cancer patient who tells you you need to score three 
touchdowns next game or she's going to be very upset. <laughs> and ill, presumably. And I am, I am like, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? So the problem with this game is there are, there are like, you get to create your character and you get to create, like, you get to pick from three voices. One's like a very serious voice. One's like semi-serious. And one is just like, you know, the class clown, they, they like the voice of every class clown, the kind of voice. Right. This this character, I picked that voice because I I heard it was the funniest. It is fucked up the way that this voice reacts with everything else. I restarted this whole mode with a different voice because I could not continue with how this weird jokey voice interacted with a cancer patient. It was just like, hey, you're fine. Don't worry about it. I'll get the quarterbacks. You know, I'll get the, the touchdowns and make you feel better, even though you got leukemia. <laughs> you know, it's just, what the fuck were they thinking? Is it a bit sorry, like, um, is it a bit Danny Williams from uh, The Journey? It's worse than Danny Williams. It's like Danny Williams turned up. It's like oh, an Jesus. Americanized Danny Williams. It is phenomenal. So so basically, yeah, you, you have this this moments, you know, you you've you meet the cancer patient, you know, you, you score some touchdowns you find out that like okay there's a bit of a link between somebody on your team and this cancer patient she then gets your number and later on she's calling you up to say hey yeah i've survived cancer but all my friends don't believe that i'm friends with you so could you do something like amazing like break a rookie record for the first year in the nfl and it's like (laughs) just just, how are those things connected I don't fucking know. This is like <laughs> they, they just solved like... this Rubik's cube for us on webcam. <laughs> it's just amazing, phenomenal connection that they just decided to like. Okay, we really need to make this impactful. Let's have a dying girl in the game. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the dying. Girl, sorry. <laughs> no, it's just it's just like I don't know what they were thinking. Um, is it like they watched um they watched basketball and thought that was a really good inspiration? <laughs> can maybe, you coop, can you hit a home run for me tonight? No, oh, man, this is Coop Cooper. He can hit two two home runs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really I played this game like really hoping that it was going to be like my own blindside like adventure where I could you know take a take a player and take him through. But instead, I've got this really kooky. So at one point, you've got to go meet a load of of managers from loads of different NFL teams and. I picked the crappy voice, obviously, and I'm sat in a room. This coach asked me, a buzz is going 100 kilometers an hour in Alaska, and it's snowing. Where are you on the buzz? And I'm like, I don't, like, I don't know what the fucking right answer is here. Like, am I the front, the back, the middle? And it gives you all these options. And then I said the fronts. And then, for whatever reason, right, the game glitches out, and the coach's eyes <laughs> just point in opposite directions. <laughs> And uh, he's like, that was the wrong answer, that was. And I'm like, I, I don't understand what the fuck I'm playing. I've lost lost all. Like, maybe the game comes with acid on the disc or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Madden is crazy. Otherwise, it's a very good football game. If you like American football, it's it's very playable. It's too easy. In my, it feels way too easy, even on, like, the realistic and hardest difficulty so it's got different modes so you can like put it's an arcade mode so you pull off like amazing plays every other other down but it it just feels too easy that's my only complaint i guess (laughs) not my only complaints you know the cancer patient's probably my biggest complaint but yeah so otherwise i've been playing pc building simulator 
um, which is a fascinating game. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it at all, but it turns out that it's actually kind of taps into that whole you know, farming simulator, just one more go kind of thing where, you know, you get a PC and you're taking it apart, you're fixing it, you're putting new bits in. It's it's really addictive and weirdly so. It's really hard to pin down why I kept playing it, despite the fact that I knew it was like the sun was coming up and the birds were now out and my kids were getting up for breakfast and I'm like, oh shit, that, that was that was the whole night of just sat and made PCs. Thank, thanks for that. It's got a really cool structure so that like basically you your first day you come in and you've got some emails and you answer the emails and they, they basically say, can you fix my PC? They deliver the PCs and then you can either try and fix them there and then on that day by ordering and getting the stuff delivered that day, which costs more, or you can start to put them back. But you've only got to like 10 spaces in your corridor for PCs. So it's like, Yes, you are always constantly zenning out by like, and the sound of like the screws being unscrewed on the on the PC cabinet, the boxes and the like all the modes. It sounds really delicate and intricate, proper ASMR kind of stuff. I can seriously imagine people just doing whispering PC simulator videos without the music, just like, I'm going to chase the hard drive now. It's going to be great. Oh, check out the graphics card, that kind of stuff. It's a really interesting concept that's been done really well. And I don't know a lot about PCs, and I enjoyed it. If you know a lot about PCs, you probably will get a load more out of it because there is some stuff that the game just doesn't explain, like uh, 3D mark benchmarking scores, which is basically like the dicks measuring of the PC world. The bigger the score, the better your PC. So like, if you like that kind of stuff, you know, give this game a look. And lastly, I've been playing Hamsterdam which is a game that came out on Switch and PC and mobile platforms, I think it was last week, about a hamster in Amsterdam who's trained in the hamster fist kung fu and mm. has to take out a load of bad guys from Amsterdam. And it's a pretty cool game. It's a, it's like a rhythm-based. The, the original pitch for the game was a mobile game without any of the crap that comes with mobile games. And it is like a mobile game. So it's all about rhythm. So you have to like press the attack button whenever you hit to get perfect to do massive damage. And then every so often you have to like swipe the direction pads on the switch to, you know, move and stop them from attacking. It's all about mini games, but it's all really good mini games. And it's not very repetitive at all, despite the fact that watching my kids play it, I was like, God, this is boring. But like you actually play it, it is pretty tense. So I, I haven't been able to play as much as I'd like because my kids have been on it non-stop it has taken over the switch they've stopped playing Fortnite to play hamsterdam so it's wow. a big winner yeah so that's what i've been playing a lot how about you awesome. roscoe what have you been playing uh, well before me i do want to drop in a quick one from paul of course paul has been playing the no man's sky beyond the new brand new vr mode which has come to your psvr and he's not here but he's given us a little statement regarding it so i thought i'd give it a read in my best paul collett impression <clears throat> So, the VR version has made the game infinitely better. The feeling of exploring the galaxy is like nothing I've experienced. At one point, I entered the orbit of a snow-covered planet, flying fairly low and looking out the cockpit window just reminded me of Han Solo in Empire Strikes Back. There is barely any motion sickness, which is a miracle, considering the type of game this is. Being in VR has also made traversing the planets much better, thanks to a teleport system that lets you teleport pretty far, so exploring is less of a drag. The collection of minerals and the construction is still a bit heavy, and I wish it was still a bit more accessible. 
It's made harder thanks to some real fuzzy resolution on the text, so you can't read half the stuff. But for some reason, I don't mind, because the thought of your next exploration into space more than makes up for it. I never thought I'd play No Man's Sky again, because I hated it when I played it in release. Now I can't stop. Good work, Hello Games. Fuck me. <laughs> wow. I think he's going to sue you. <laughs> I counted Welsh. I counted Australian. Better scouts. Wow, that was... Yeah, Paul's, Paul comes from a lot of places. <laughs> he does, he does, it does. It's not something we talk about enough, I don't think, on this podcast. He's got around and he's got oh, around. Man. <laughs> he's been around. So that's that, that was Paul's thoughts on <laughs> No Man's Sky VR. What have I been playing? Well, I've kind of I'm in a bit of a lull at the moment. I don't I didn't have a code this week, so I jumped back into some of my older games. I got a shiny new telly, and this is the first telly I've ever had with HDR. So I thought I'd put it through its paces and test it out. And so I downloaded, uh, re-downloaded Spider-Man and 100%ed it. So Spider-Man is now completely done. Which, thanks, man. I'm very very happy with that. Um, I'm sad it's over. I'm sad there will be no more content for it because I loved it. But uh, yeah, that's all done now. And so I downloaded things like Red Dead Redemption 2. I haven't played that in ages. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. My last save on Assassin's Creed Odyssey was October the 19th last year. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've jumped into that game. Yes. And I know. Tell me about it. Turns out it's pretty good, Sean. Who knew? Oh, uh, well, I could have told you that. Yeah. Well, it's amazing, isn't it, really? And it looks fantastic. And so I wanted to find games that were kind of HDR ready. And. Yes, Spider-Man, uh, Shadow of the Team Raider, downloaded earlier today. Jumped into that for five minutes, and it just looks beautiful. It's just, uh, it's, it's that's what is the real differences, I think, between 4K and HDR. HDR is the one that makes the real difference, I think. So you, you've pretty much done what I did then when I went from uh, the PS4 to the Pro, and sort of playing a lot of the games that I had on Xbox now on Pro, and going, ooh, HDR is really nice. Essentially, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Red Dead, is, Red Dead and Spider-Man are great examples of that, aren't they? Yeah, Red Dead in particular is just beautiful. Do you um, find yourself just t- like taking in the views a bit more and like all the grass and the trees instead of actually, you know, hightailing it to where you're going? Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. I just I just stop and just swing the camera around. Well, this is this is what I was doing with um Shadow of the Colossus with the remake because right, yeah, yeah, that they, especially when I got you know this and when it first came out, I had the base one, it was great. But then now I've been playing it with the HDR and just being like, oh, I could be killing these giant colossi, but look at the grass. Yeah, right. <laughs> And uh, what else did I download? I downloaded God of War as well. Still don't really like it all that much, but it looks very pretty. Even. I know, I'm sorry. I am the, I am the 1%. I can't get into that game, but strolling around with, uh, with Kratos in a HDR world was very, very fun. So that's really what I've been doing this week, is just replaying <laughs> essentially Sony AAAs and, um, and Red Dead 2. Just trying to stress test my new, my new TV, going back into these big games that I haven't played enough of. Except for Spider-Man, obviously. But yeah, 100% to Spider-Man. And uh, that's been my gaming, really, this week. Bravo, sir. Yeah, it's not been too bad. Oh, I, oh no, I did. I played uh, My Child Lemonsborn on my phone for a little while. Uh, that, that's been on your phone for a long time. It has. It has. I think uh, Podcast 2 was when I first mentioned it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now i got a new phone as well with a, a shinier screen. I wanted to give that one a go. And it's, it's, a, it's an amazing game. I suddenly had an urge to play games that are not games, traditionally games, but games that are, you know, more experiences, things like My Child Levensborn and That Dragon Cancer and things like that. And I've been falling into those kind of games as well this week in between the big AAA stuff. Things like Sagebrush blew me away. I, 
couldn't believe how good that thing was. Yeah, we um, didn't talk about that last last week, did we? No, I mean, yeah, the the, the retro episode uh, kind of put the brakes on that one. But yeah, it's a two-hour game. You get a platinum at the end just for completing it. And surprisingly, there is a, a, a huge amount of depth in that game that I was not expecting. And I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I concur. <laughs> cool. Nice. Good, yeah, that and Exception as well, which is available now. I've done a review for Exception and for Sagebrush. They're both up on thinkingguns.net, as is Sean's review of Conga Mastigo and PC Building Simulator. And Exception is fantastic. I don't understand why everyone isn't playing it yet, to be honest. It's just everything you love about Katana Zero and Resogun just kind of mushed together to create this really, really fun platformer. It's eleven ninety nine, I think, on PSN. So go get it. I think I will. Does it have a platinum trophy? Yes, it does. Uh, I, I, I'd like need to confess, I'm back into trophies now, in a big way. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, would, I noticed on um, on the ever amazing in inverted commas, uh, kind of funny the other day. They Greg Miller did a live stream for his one hundredth platinum, and I was like, "Bitch, Sean's on like one hundred and fifty seven. Yeah, well, you know, he is Greg Miller. He does talk an Im- immense amount of shit. So <laughs> why why not get a, a stream for his 100th platinum? I mean, why not? Fucking chump. Okay. <laughs> Can we do a, a stream for your 160th? Do you know what? I'm thinking about it. And I think I've, I'm like, I'm trying to... So I finished off Rage 2 this last couple of weeks. I don't oh. really want to talk about it because it's like the, it's the blandish 7 out of 10 game. You know, it, it's just a 7. Out of ten, there's nothing you can say about that game that's exceptional or terrible. It's just the epitome of a seven out of ten. But like, it's got a couple of like grindy trophies that I'm going to try and do, which which should take me up to nearly 160. And I'm playing Gravity Duck on the Vita, which is like a two-hour platinum. So I'm I'm probably going to be at 160, and then I'm probably going to go and do Uncharted Four. I want that to be. Oh my like, god! Like, what? I know, I know, I know, I know. It's time. It's time. Uncharted 4. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I mean, this is going back to PS Gamecast days. Yeah. We were talking about Uncharted 4 because you, you weren't into it. No, you weren't. You, you, you had the, uh, the big game fear, as yeah. you described it. So, yeah, the, uh, I, I was speaking to my friend Wayne about this earlier. But like, so basically, big games, they after you finish them, they fuck you up. Like, you know, when you've really got into a game and it happened with Uncharted 1, Uncharted 2, and Uncharted 3. That for like three weeks after each of those games, every game I picked up was like, yeah, this is great, but it's not Uncharted, so I don't want to play it. So it puts you into a slump because just nothing can compare. And, you know, it happened after Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I'm so glad they kept the DLC because seriously, I was I was like, every game that I was sent to review that like I opened the code, I was like, I'm going to fucking destroy this because it's not Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's getting a one out of 10 because it's not got Cassandra and it's not Ancient Greece. And it's not, it's just shit. So I have like an anxiousness about ruining gaming for myself by playing just good games, mm. which is odd. I never finished Uncharted 4. I got, I got to Scotland. I got to the Scotland part and I was super fucking into it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to stop. So I stopped, but I'm going to finish stuff. I think. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we shall see. All right, then let's crack on with the big news of the week. And this week, THQ Nordic have gone on another bit of a spending spree, and there's a little bit more information coming out now, which is nice regarding what on earth they're actually up to. So this week, THQ Nordic grabbed Milestone, who were known for things like MotoGP and World Rally Championship, and they also got Gunfire Games, which was an interesting one. 
considering that they worked extensively alongside THQ Nordic during the, during the development of the Darksiders series, featuring Darksiders 2, the remaster, I believe, and 2018's Darksiders 3. Now, there's also been a lot of stuff this week regarding what the hell they're actually doing. They've got Destroy All Humans coming out soon. There's a £300 special edition of Destroy All Humans, which includes a an alien backpack or some shit, I believe. Something absurd like that. And it's they're kind of slowly trickling out with information that they have to what they're going to be building. They, of course, also have Alone in the Dark. They have Kingdom Come, Time Splitters, Saints Row, Outcast, Carmageddon, unbelievably, and loads more. So I guess the uh, the question I want to put to you guys is, of all those, what are you most excited for to come from THQ Nordic? And what do you think is going to be out first, in, uh, apart from like Destroy Humans and things like that? Don't forget, they've also got Biomutant coming out as well. I, I would say Biomutant is probably kind of their big thing and probably the one that's going to come out first and one of the things that kind of flew under the radar when they went on this like supermarket sweep in the last couple of days is they bought an investment firm that invests in small studios and kind of keeps so basically it's one of these um, incubator things where they put in a bit of capital the studio gets set up and then if they make it big then the um, investment gets paid back in like percentages and royalties of whatever game is made and that investment group invested in the studio that's making Biomutant. So basically, THQ have bought the royal, the royalties from the initial setup to Biomutant. The other the other studios that it's invested in, they're all small, they're all starting out, they're all pretty promising. But the fact that they've gone out and bought, they, they obviously have a huge stake in Biomutant already, but they've just gone out and bought the rest of the stake. They've just bet, you know, they are betting big on Biomutant. And... Everything I've seen in that game looks fucking brilliant. You know, it's super charming, action-packed, colourful. It's like, you know, the beyond good and evil of this generation by the looks of it. So, yeah, I think that's going to be their their big bet. But, you know, THQ, they they basically, they're trying to rival Tencent in, in you know, the, the amount of money they're spending. So, who fucking knows, man? They're they just chucking money away, like, right, left and centre. It's going to be crazy time for them, like, on, you know, tomorrow. Yeah, what it seems to be is that they're kind of they're kind of building a portfolio. I think it seems to look that way. Anyway, they're not they're not investing in giant franchises, but probably franchises that are just big enough for them to to keep the the ship afloat. If you know what I mean, you know, because Alone in the Dark, Time Splitters, well, maybe not Carmageddon, but games like that will sell. Yeah, you know, I, Dark Siders will sell. Yeah, and this it's like the the position that THQ used to be in when they were originally around. You know, they've kind of taken up that. Okay, well, we'll let Activision have the you know the the big shootery thing. We'll do something a bit different. And they THQ used to be one of my favorite publishers because they just did fucking random shit that didn't make any sense. They spent too much money on games that weren't going to sell. And that you know, but they they were really great games. Like Darksiders, the original one, is one of my favorite games of that generation. And again, this time around, you know, Darksiders three. It's not great. It's not like as good as the first two, but it's still a very good continuation of that series. It takes it in a in a in a in a direction which is more in keeping with where the game industry is. It's more like Dark Souls than the original, you know, Castlevania style games. They they know what they're doing. They're just just chucking money away quicker than they can get it because they have so much money. And that's because they've you look at like games like Risen and what was the other like janky old school Risen and anyway, they were picking up like the game rights to these these 
RPGs and then releasing them as remasters. And the remasters were taking like 20 grand to put together because the textures were already there for the PC version. They're selling them on for the PS4 and Xbox One. And they'll make it a truck fucking money on these games. You know, these these were enough to say, okay, we could start a whole new game released on these, you know, these remastered releases. They they are very smart in their investment nowadays, but it looks like from the outside they're just pissing money away. And it's great. I love it. They're fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of exciting stuff to come from THQ Nordic, it looks like. Greg, is there anything you're particularly excited about coming from THQ Nordic from that list of double A's that I've just listed off? Well, as Sean's pointed out, Biomutant, I was quite keen on that when it was first announced. Time Splitters. Now, unpopular opinion, I never really played much of the first two, but I really liked the story of Time Splitters 3. I thought it was just bang on the nose, deadpan humour. For some reason, Time Splitters 3 doesn't get as highly rated. I don't know why. But I really liked it. As I said last week in the retro podcast, if they can do something with Second Sight again, I would be all over that. Now, I'd, again, even if they just HD'd it or upgraded it, you know, I'd be on that like a fly on shit. But if they continued it on, I don't know, Third Sight or something, but that would be fantastic quite looking forward to Wreckfest, which is out soon yes next week isn't it next week someone i am yeah no, i quite like the look at that the trailer was quite impressive even with the corny voiceover i quite like the look of the trailer darksiders i didn't play the third one but i actually thought the second one was amazing not saying that like sean's wrong or anything but i didn't like the first one very much i sort of played it and went eh, got no time for this but the second one i thought was fantastic i thought it played a lot more like a like a zelda game Mm. Uh, I know the first one was sort of billed as that, but it was more action-based, like it was co- more sort of God of War. But the second one, with its sort of more fantastical setting, I thought was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. Kingdoms of Amalur, I think that's dead in the water. I mean, I know they... Do they still, do they still own the rights for that, or is it still just... Or did so... it revert <laughs> to, to big, what, big Dumb? No, not Big Dumb. What was the company called? Contradictory name. I, can't, I was going to go out of my head now. But yeah, they, they had a big old thing, didn't they? Yeah, so they, they too loans from was it the city of coney big huge games big coney island yeah it's coney island basically they, they defaulted on a loan so it went back to the taxpayers having to stump yeah. the loans or their tax rates went up i don't think we'll see another kingdoms of amulet it's going to be tainted with that isn't it well that's never been settled does it you know the, no. the debt the debt has never been paid so the ip is technically owned by the city of coney island so you know it's it's unlikely but THQ or THQ, they literally chuck money away on the weirdest of things. So, who knows? I mean, we might even see Dead Island too. <laughs> no. No. I saw a, I saw a trailer, uh, not a trailer, like a, hey, remember this trailer, you know, for Dead Island 2? And I was like, oh yeah, I do. Yeah, Pigeon people, John and the bomb. People remember the trailers for Dead Island far more than they remember the game. Oh, Dead Island 1 was shit. But <laughs> Which that... is a really weird... A really good place for a franchise to be in. Whereas Dying Light, I thought was fantastic. Yep, I agree. Scared the shit out of me, that game. Oh, the the nighttime bits. Yeah. Oh, it was horrifying. It was the first time I've ever screamed very loudly playing a video game. I woke up Jackie. <laughs> uh, I, what were they called? The Volatiles, weren't they? The big, horrible ones. Mm. I was trying to evade one, and I think I was trying to run and slide under a doorway. And I ended up sliding under a patio. And I was perfectly safe, but it was six of them stood there. And I was like, well, just going to wait till morning. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that cold... Cold Fear, the same one I get playing Alien Isolation. I knew they couldn't get me, but I had this sneaking thought that one might. So I just remember sitting there being like, I can't even skip time forward because there's enemies nearby. <laughs> like, you're waiting for a countdown that just seems to drag out. And it's just like, <laughs> hurry up. That really it. Like, Biomutant is the big new IP I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, it's still, it's still pretty quiet. I think I've only really seen a couple of the trailers for that. I saw, yeah, I saw one trailer. 
I mean, unless it's doing like a Death Stranding and only putting out small trailers, so it no, is maybe. being I mean, it is being made. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe Beyond Good and Evil too. But we'll I reckon see. we'll see uh, Biomutant at Gamescom. Oh, yeah, there is that uh, they just um, they just revealed the collector's edition and the special edition for Biomutants, so okay, it's it's ramping up slowly. Still no date, but it's ramping up. So it's slowly. not. So it's kind of progressed from vaporware if it's actually got listed editions. Then yes, that's right. I reckon it'll yeah. be. Uh, I still think it'll be a 2019 game. Yeah, I mean that. I, I'm not trying to jinx it or try and be negative and go. No, I won't see it. I I want to see it, but I just mm. it's been a bit quiet. It has, but it's not always a bad thing. We shall see. No, no, like I said, I, mean, I know I know I'm biased with the, like my death stranding and all that, but that's you know, if a game puts out so many same with movies as well, if it puts out constant trailers and then giving loads of it away, it, it loses that suspense, you know, that like the intrigue. So many movies do it when they put out the trailers and they put the twist in it. Terminator Genesis, for example, it was a shit film anyway, but <laughs> they put the big twist in that John Connor's a robot or he's a half and half nano bullshit thing. And that, everyone went, Cool, I don't need to watch it now. So maybe less less is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. We shall see. We shall see. If they were to announce a brand new Saints Row Gamescom, what would you want a new Saints Row to be? Would you be at all interested? I want a new Saints Row to be shot, buried, and just left alone, because I, I don't like the series anymore. I thought Saints Row 2 was fantastic, and then Saints Row 3, I thought it gave you everything too soon. One of the good things about gaming is, is earning your reward, and Saints Row 3 was like, you've done the introduction mission, have all the helicopters if you want. Like, oh, all right. Cool. And then four and get out of hell. I've got ready to download. Never played them. Don't care. Agents of Mayhem didn't play. So, I mean, if if all right, positive. Stop being negative. Positive. If Saints Row can turn itself around and not become because it moved away from being a GTA clone, didn't it? That was quite apparent by the second one. Definitely the third one. It went right. We can't compete with GTA, so let's just do our own wacky thing. Yeah. If it can come back and be a bit more grounded, but not serious like GTA Four was but still be fun, but still make you have to earn things instead of just giving you all the variety straight away. I think it could do something good with that. If it's just going to carry on this whole, like, Here, here's a 10-foot dildo, but way. And it's just like, yeah, all right, that's not funny anymore. Or yeah. if that was there, it would be a bonus thing, you know, like to, to something to earn, not just, cool, go nuts. And you'd be like, well, I don't want to go nuts because you're telling me to go nuts. Mm, you know, I you, agree. You make your own mayhem, not if it goes, you have to make mayhem. You just think, well, I don't really want to. I'm bored now. Yeah, as but, long as it's as far away from Ages of Mayhem as possible, because that was shit. Yeah, it was. It was. It was free, and they couldn't even give it away. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I like to see another Saints Row if it can rekindle my early nostalgia for it. Cool. Okay, you thought we'd forgotten it, but we haven't. It's time for ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most exhilarating, most exciting, most electrifying video game quiz in all the world. Hosting the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. Lock up your daughters. Hold on to your butts and go absolutely uptown Funkatron for the smoothest cat in the entire podcast cosmos. It's the knowledge himself, Mr. Sean Davies! Sean? I was on mute. <laughs> oh. Anyway, welcome to the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. Uh, we did this a few months ago. We are going back to video game quotes. So uh, this week's quiz is all about famous lines from video games. These are slightly more difficult than the last one because I picked most of the most memorable lines last time. So this might be more difficult. There are 12 questions. If you've never played this quiz before, I'm going to read out these now. Uh, I just want to know what game the quote comes from. Some of them I will take series because the 
the quote is used a number of times throughout the series. So, yeah, if you just write down the answers uh, towards the end of the podcast, we will give you the answers that we require, and then you can let us know how you get on. So are you guys ready for the quiz? Oh, yes. I can't lose to Paul this week, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> oh, thanks. So I'm not even like viable competition or anything. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, you are. No, what I'm saying oh, is... Fuck it. Let's, let's just, let's just is... Okay. Let's just not do the quiz then, you know, if you're going to be like that. No, that isn't what I... Never mind. I know, I know, I know. I'm Carry on, I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, distract you so it puts you off your game. Getting kind of heated up in here. Or I could, um, have, or I ju- I could just have a concussion, I don't know. Yeah, I'll give you a fat lip, that kind of talk. Well, if you did uh, win... Right, Fred <laughs> It's all about the heat says, she says bullshit. Right, let's go. Oh my god. Okay, question one. Sorry, Tell Sean, me. It's just it's just one of those days. Oh, fuck's sake, he did it. Did you not want to wake up? Look, Everything you... is fucked. Everybody sucks. <laughs> you don't really know why. But oh, I want to no, test no, no, we can't do any yeah, more than 10 seconds, can we? Because we're pretty <laughs> copyright. Yeah, we get right? struck. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. God, bro. Are you two finished? So long as there's no human contact. Right, I'm taking a point of both of you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> if you um, interact... You... Uh, your life is on contract. Your best bet is just to stay away. Oh, it's just one of those days. Let me know when yeah. you finish. Um, <laughs> continue. Thanks. Right. Are you, are you actually ready this time? Yeah. yeah. I know okay. why you want to hate me. So Fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. Question one. I want to know which game this came from. What do the numbers mean, Mason? Question one, what do the numbers mean, Mason? That's easy one to ease you in. Well, hate is all the world has ever seen lately. Oh, Lord above. Okay, question two. The right man in the wrong place can make all the difference in the world. Question two. The right man in the wrong place can make all the difference in the world. Question three. War. War never changes. Another easy one for you. That series or particular game? Series, it's been in a few of them. Question three. War. War never changes. I know, I just didn't want to... I was wondering if you wanted, like, the first time that... No, no, I'll just... Hit oh, thank God for that. Oh, come on, Greg, take a look around. <sighs> Question four. Look behind you, a three-headed monkey. Question four. Look behind you, a three-headed monkey. You are strangely obsessed with this game. I'm sure it's mentioned at least every other podcast. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question five. There's no use crying over every mistake. You just keep on trying until you run out of cake. Can we have that again? Question can. Question five. There's no use crying over every mistake. You just keep on trying until you run out of cake. Oh, yeah, no, I do. Sorry. (laughs) 
I used to want you gone, but now I only want you gone. Oh, I got the lyrics wrong. <laughs> oh, never mind. Question six. No, you... <laughs> Sorry. Dead, but now I only want you I mean, oh, I, I already know it, and I'm sure Ross already knows it. So anyone who doesn't is just going to hear us singing the lyrics badly, but... I'm not even angry. No, <laughs> stop spoiling it for everybody. Especially with how you are badly singing it. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't put a synthesized voice on. Oh, fucking hell, amateurs are an hour over here. Jesus. <laughs> okay, question six. Don't make Se lemonade! <laughs> sorry, <go> <laughs> question six. Secrets are like herpes. If you've got them, might as well spread them around. Question six. Secrets are like herpes. If you've got them, might as well spread them around. That's horrible. Yes. Question seven. Unfortunately, killing is just one of those things that gets easier the more you do it. Question seven. Unfortunately, killing is just one of those things that gets easier the more you do it. What was the best Limp Bizkit album, do you think? Question eight. Starfish. I completely agree. Fucking mental, man. Um, Significant Other just didn't have the... Just, you know, it had some classics on there, but it didn't have Roland, did it? It had 1999. Yeah, true. Which also was interesting. I'll eat you alive! Question 8. Promise to ride me as much as you ride your bike. <laughs> Sounds weird coming from you. <laughs> Is that what your hamsters have been saying to each other? Yeah, they've calmed down a bit now. Question eight. Promise to ride me as much as you ride your bike. Okay, question nine. Oh, where the hell is it? I had a violin somewhere. I was going to play it all sarcastically. God damn it. It was going to be awesome. Blake, where's the bloody violin? Wow, that was very good. Thanks. Let's have it again. Which can. Oh, where the hell is it? I had a violin somewhere. I was going to play it all sarcastically. God damn it. It was going to be awesome. Blake, where's the bloody violin? Hmm. Have you ever considered voiceover work? There isn't that much call for uh, Stokies in voiceovers, I'll be honest. Damn. Question 10. Now go. I need to meditate or masturbate or both. Hmm. I'm going to take a punt. Question 10. Now go. I need to meditate or masturbate or both. And that is the end of the Finger Guns podcast. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> okay, question 11. We've come a long way, you and me. We've seen a bunch of different kingdoms. I mean, sure, we got shut down and stuff along the way. But think of all those hats. This trip really was amazing. Thank you. It's been an honour walking a mile on your head. <laughs> fucking hell, people think this game's good. How dare you? <laughs> That's fucking shit you ride to. <laughs> Question 11. We've come a long way, you and me. We've seen a bunch of different kingdoms. I mean, sure, we got shut down and stuff along the way. But think of all those hats. This trip really was amazing. Thank you. 
It's been a no no walking mile on your head. I don't know that one. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to make a punt, I think. Okay. Question 12. A well, hero. I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body. Are you for real? I gotta have fries. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. It's, you know, in the 90s where it belongs. <laughs> Question 12. A hero need not speak. When he is gone, the world will speak for him. Question 12. A hero need not speak. When he is gone, the world will speak for him. Ooh. Never that one. And that is all 12 questions. Interdispersed by random blink, uh, Limp Biscuit lyrics. Someone's got to do it. Yes. Hopefully on a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just to uh, announce, I'm going to spin off the Fingers podcast into Limp Biscuit Hour every Saturday night. <laughs> Just me saying random Limp Biscuit lyrics for one hour. Would you, would you say um, L-I-M-P Biscuit is right here. Discover. Earl. Hi. Ah, Results May Vary was a hell of an album. Thank you very much, Sean. I hope that wasn't too distracting for you. It was insanely distracting. Thanks very much. You're very welcome. Like, is this going to be the new thing where you start to sing random? Because, you know, I'm going to have to, like, mute just you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, not every week. I don't want the joke to get stale. Okay. And you next week, please. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only Limp Bizkit lyrics, though. Never any other band. Okay, Limp Bizkit's in the style of Enya. <laughs> that that'd be great. Let's return to the news. <laughs> and well, it's not so much news, but if you didn't know already, Gamescom is happening today. If you're listening to this on the day this podcast goes up, and we're going to speculate what's going to happen because. This evening, or later on, there is something called Gamescom One Night Live, and a bunch of publishers are going to be there showing showing off all of their new wares, including, but not limited to, 2K, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bungie, Capcom, EA, Epic, Google Stadia, Deep Silver, Private Division, Sega, which is interesting, we'll talk about that in a minute, Square Enix, Sony, THQ Nordic, GmbH, Ubisoft, and Xbox Game Studios. So, there's going to be a hell of a lot to get through in this event. But firstly, I want to talk about Sega because they have been teasing something all week long. And if you follow them on Twitter, you would have seen these very, very small videos that they've been uploading twice or three times a day over the weekend. And they're all leading to something. They go back to a single website known as hmkd.com, um, which is a Sega website, but no one really knows what it means yet. Assumedly, we're going to find out at Gamescom tomorrow night or tonight. And so we're going to have a quick speculation what that could be and also what else may be on show. I think it's a new IP. When this first came out, I it started off with just a heartbeat. So the first teaser was just a heartbeat in a GIF and the link to the website. And the website initials, I initially thought it was going to be another Hatsu Miku game. So Sony, uh, Sega in the rights and... You know, they, they like to tease these games because they are massive in, in the Japan. But then I thought to myself, hang on a minute, like, that doesn't seem like 
something that you should be teasing at Gamescom, seeing as though, you know, Hatsune Miku isn't something that's going to be massive in Germany. So, and and then I thought, okay, well, you know, we were told last month that we were going to hear more about the new Yakuza game this month. And, you know, I don't want to spoil the end of Yakuza 6, but, you know, a couple of characters may or may not be dead. They might be recovering in hospital with a hospital, like a, a heart monitoring machine. So I thought, maybe that's true. But then again, I think to myself, well, why not just announce that at Tokyo Game Show in like a month's time? Because that's where the game sells the most. So honestly, I have no fucking clue what Sega have got up their sleeves. I think it's something new that is completely going to be fresh announced at Gamescom. I don't think... I've been through all of their IPs. I sat and went through Wikipedia and compared every single IP that Sega own against those website link letters in that yeah so when did you I, do that uh yesterday my god you're the parent of five children yeah you know i don't they go hungry while you did this no they were all fucking fed pizza <laughs> uh, you know i call the pizza the pizza arrives and i just get the kids <laughs> to answer the door while i'm busy going through all the ips from sega no I, I honestly i don't think it's something that they've previously done i didn't see any correlation between the letters in that website and anything any ip they already own so I, I think it's something new. You, you may not believe this, but we were speculating about this on Slack over the weekend on our finger gun Slack. And Paul saw the HMKD and he was like, maybe humankind. I was like, oh, it could be. It could be, you know, the way we used to do our finger guns logo. And I, th- I sort of brushed it off. But then I digged a little deeper and it turns out that Sega trademarked the word humankind last August. Ooh. So. Paul might be bang on the money with that. What a knob. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that that sounds... It's it's odd then, so, because, like, I didn't think it was going to be Humankind, because, you know, this Ancestors Humankind game that's coming out from Private Division in, like, nine days' time, or eight days' time by the time this podcast goes up. I thought it was going to be too close to that, to, to you know, like... Because everyone expects Humankind Ancestors to be at Gamescom. And that's not from Sega. So I, I honestly thought it was going to be a bit too close. But I mean, if they've trademarked it, then then, then yeah, it's not it's not an existing IP. So it wouldn't have been in my list. So yeah, that's fucking up, Paul. Well done. The yeah. only time I would tell you well done and you're not even on the podcast. <laughs> One of the uh, interesting gifts that they, uh, that they posted was coordinates to a specific location. And that location went to Ethiopia, of all places. And people were speculating what that might have been. It turns out that the exact spot where it is is where the first human was ever buried. They may, it might be deeper than that. I don't know. I'm just spec- I'm just going by what I saw on the internet. So you never. No, know, no, but... no. Fine. Sorry. I just was like, hang on. There's literally no way of proving that. Well, there is. I'm not. I'm not in yeah. that field. Yeah, maybe. I'm... I, I imagine it's carbon dated. You know, I bet there's like a real challenge to find the oldest buried person going on right well, now i mean they've, they've, <laughs> everyone's they've digging everyone us, off <laughs> they've chased us back through sort of mitochondria and stuff back to africa haven't they so yeah it's not completely unfeasible no to know that he was buried though then wasn't just a, a freak accident of a landslide that's pretty confident <laughs> you know that is really confident that it's, yeah so well, imagine I, imagine, the head, I imagine the headstone was a bit of a giveaway <laughs> yeah you know it's just a really really accurate freak accident of a landslide <laughs> with a, a stone that came down. Well, imagine walking past a headstone and not knowing what a buried site is. And it says, here lies so-and-so. And someone goes, well, we got to get him out. 
Sounds dangerous in there. Well, they took it literally. Here lies. Oh, I don't want to wake him. Yeah, yeah. He's obviously had a hard day. We'll leave him there. Here he yeah. lies. Oh, we can't trust him then, can we, if he lies? He's always fucking lying. Here lies. Yeah, bastard. Don't stand there, you'll lie. Um, the, um, the last gift they put up was a another heartbeat monitor, but it was the Eiffel Tower in the middle uh, of it. Um, and then there was some... I don't want to offend anyone by not knowing, but it looks like Chine, possibly Chinese language or Cantonese. Are they the same thing? Chinese. Yeah. Um, and there was that, and then there was pyramids, um, and then there was the coordinates. So there's just... I mean, God knows what this is all leading to, but... So the coordinates point to where the remains of the oldest human skeleton was recovered. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, okay. There you go. Do, do you know these these gifts? Um, somebody's been smart and taken a still from the gif, and then taken it into Photoshop, and then upped the brightness, reduced the contrast, etc., so that you can actually see what's going on around these heartbeat monitor things. It does not look like a heartbeat monitor at all. It looks like the inside of a submarine. Oh. Um, there's lots of little plan- panels and dials and stuff either side of that the thing that they are they're teasing. So some kind of machinery is involved. Is is all I can guess from that. But okay. you know, I really like because, like, I don't know if you remember, Sega a couple of years ago said that they were going to invest in UIPs, and this sounds like they're doing so. It's like super happy for them. Yeah, it's great. More Sega is always a good thing. I, I really did enjoy the whole, you know, this is the new Dreamcast speculation. Yeah. The, fir- the first GIF came out, and it was like, it's a new Dreamcast! <laughs> what the fuck? People, stop. <laughs> My God, if they if they turn up at Gamescom tomorrow with a new console, I I might actually skip the uh, the podcast, because I won't be able to talk. Yeah. Oh My God, imagine such a thing. It'd have to be, it'd have to be impressive and you know this Intelli- Intellivision Cal- Calico, whatever it is called? Yes. So like the, the other big console, you know, person. I say big, it's not big, but they're really trying, you know? Aren't they just? Um, but there's just nowhere in the market for these 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 extra consoles anymore, is there? You know, it's it's going to no. be difficult. I'd, no. I'd, love, I'd love Sega to come back and make Sonic, like, you know, to give Sonic a game every year and that kind of stuff. But there's no space. Uh, make Sonic great again. Oh, we'll start that again. Um, talking about other consoles, kind of. Uh, Google Stadia also have their uh, their big thing before uh, One Night Live, before opening Night Live. Sorry, uh, tomorrow. Presumably, there's going to be some more games announced. Maybe the actual official release date, because all they have right now is November. Um, so that should be quite interesting as well. Going to keep an eye on that before games come open Night Live. I'm not sure what else there is ready to say about it. Assumedly, just the release date and some new games. But one that did catch my eye was Capcom. Um, I can sort of look at others and assume what we're going to see. So EA will be, you know, uh, the sports, especially at Gamescom. Bungie will be Destiny, Activision, assumedly Call of Duty. I've done some research on what we know is going to be there and what we don't know is going to be there. Would you like me to read that out? Yes, please. Okay, so we know that Sony are going to be there and that Kojima is going to be there. So that's probably Death Stranding. So that's probably Sony's bit. Sony might have more, but, you know, not... Not much more. Sony didn't have anything at E3. They probably don't have anything now. They're probably waiting until you know February for the whole PS5 announcement thing. So we know that the Call of Duty guys are going to be there with Modern Warfare, and they have announced a special announcement 
And everyone's kind of down on this announcement, but I think it's going to be something like crossplay. I think it's going to be pretty big. Um, Is crossplay already confirmed? For Modern Warfare? Yeah. Not that I know of. I think it was in the initial reveal trailer. Was it now? I've I believe that. so. So whatever they have is is being touted as a special announcement. Free to play battle royale. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> hey man, um, blackout blackout has done numbers. You wouldn't put it past them. No, I wouldn't. You know, I'd, I'd like Modern Warfare Two remastered. You know, to be the thing that's announced as like, like but That'd whatever. Nice. Yeah. So Private Division are going, and their their new IP Disintegration, which is from the creator of Halo, that's definitely going to be there. That's the cover for Game Informer this month, and from Edge, I think, as well. So that looks promising, and that's probably their game. And they're probably going to take Ancestors, the Humankind, too. But Bungie are there to show off some gameplay from the new expansion, which should get Paul all hard and happy. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> 2K are going to be there for Borderlands and Outer Worlds and maybe the new WWE. So it's all WWE. It's all 2K now. They've kind of, you know, they're broken up with Uke specific. Mm. So it's not going to be developed by Uke's. Bandai Namco, uh, Rad, uh, Man of Medan, Code Rad, Vane. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. so they've, they've got Rad and they've got Man, Man of Medan. They've got Code Vein, which is coming out soon. And we might see something of Elden Ring, maybe. Like, oh, yes. Soon- so we've only seen one trailer for it. Which is, of course, the uh, George R. R. Martin. Yes. Yeah. George R. R. We be from Somerset. I always, I always forget how many R's he has. So I just, I just go R. R. George, George the Pirate Martin. Yeah. R. <laughs> Where was it? Uh, Capcom. So Capcom announced back in May uh, during one of their earnings call that they would not be releasing any more games that were worth mentioning on an earnings call between now and March 2020. Wow. So, and and the thing is, their, their release kind of is, is nothing. They have the new Monster Hunter expansion and their slate is pretty much empty until, until then. So whatever they announce isn't going to be something recent. It's going to probably be something in the future or maybe DLC for, you know, it can't be more Street Fighter DLC because well, there's rumors. I was going to say there's rumors of Street Fighter Six, isn't there? Like they've they've exhausted Street Fighter Five and they might go into Six, but again, that's just a rumor. And they, do we they, need Street Fighter Six right now? They've they've just announced like more deal. You know, they, they they've just announced DLC DLC for Street Fighter Five. I know, I know. I expressed my uh, my ire at that the other week. Yeah, it's it's like the, this has got to be. You know, they are obviously coming towards the end of Street Fighter Five. Probably, you know. Tail end, and you know they, they, we we said a couple of weeks ago, but I, I just think I think it's too early for Street Fighter Six, given the fact that Street Fighter Five was probably the best at Evo, and probably had a massive spike spike in sales. Oh, I know. It's just it's just speculation, isn't it? People just going like, oh, sequel time, so it must be due. I mean, you know, Capcom have got loads of stuff that they could. Have. I mean, they they could just give us like a confirmation that you know Resident Evil Three remake is, is in development. Oh, that'd be nice. that would be we everyone knows it is, you know. They've 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 said we're really interested in remaking more Resident Evil games, given how the last two have gone. Uh, and everyone's like, Resident Evil Three. We cannot comment on rumor and speculation. It's like, what the fuck? Just say three for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, you're there, so we can expect Star Wars and FIFA and Need for Speed Heat probably. So Epic Games, Epic Games are going for some reason, and everyone's kind of presuming Fortnite, but I don't know if you can remember that a couple of years ago they announced something called Spy Jinx. 
which was I completely a, forgotten about that. Yeah, it was the game that they were making with J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, they 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 obviously have this this big game in development that's kind of fallen away from scope given you know Fortnite, but maybe you know I don't understand why Epic would be turning up unless it was to talk about the store or Fortnite, and that doesn't feel like oh, something yeah. that they need to. I mean, season ten just dropped, so what are they? I don't know what they'd have to offer, really. I mean, they could turn up and say the the stores, you know, doing this or whatever. But it doesn't feel like something that they need to put in like a press conference. It feels like mm. something that they should probably be. So I think Spy Jinx is probably the thing for that. We've already done THQ, and we've already done Cock Media and Deep Silver. We've done Shenmue. Sega. Yeah, like I can expect expect that, but like, is it too early? They've just released a new load of new trailers already, haven't they? Is this like, is it? Are they just going to put a new trailer in front of everyone's eyes, the same one that they did like for the Kickstarter a couple of weeks ago? That's fine. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, do it. Thank you. <laughs> um, Square Enix. Um, I'm going to say Avengers. I think we're going to get the gameplay that we didn't get from E3. I think we're going to see Dying Light 2 again, and maybe Final Fantasy remake. Uh, Ubisoft, mm-hmm. Watch Dogs Legion, Gods and Monsters. Dogs, yeah. Ghost Recon for sure, and maybe I say this every time Ubisoft have a conference. Let's hope something about Splinter Cell. <laughs> <laughs> and then Microsoft are turning up at, at the opening night live, but they Xbox are having an Xbox on conference before that anyway. Yeah. So they they are turning up, but probably not to announce their own big Xbox thing. Everyone's kind of presuming that's a new Xbox game going to Switch. Okay, so I think I think it's some, probably going to be like RE or something like that. Some Game Pass announcements, maybe. I think they probably do that during the Xbox On conference. Hmm. Interesting. Um, see, I, I a lot of this research is based on the fact that I read a, a really good interview with uh, Jeff Keeley the, yesterday, and uh, talking, yeah. I, I know, I know, when he was an arse. I know. My I know. whole body just shivered. <laughs> we. Uh. He, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Oh, stop Keighley. it now. Oh, it's worse than Fred Durst. Oh, um, so he was talking about um, how this this Gamescom conference isn't at all competing with his end of year Game Awards thing because the Game Awards stuff's already set and you know like it's almost done. Everyone's kind of already signed up to show there, and this Gamescom thing he's had to have like he's had publishers vying for the last. 10 minutes and what he's had to do is just give publishers 10 minutes so that they can show their own stuff so it looks like i'm probably going to get a lot of announcements but i imagine a lot of gameplay demos as well and it can't have really been anything that you would have already put into the december so your big announcements during the game awards at the end of the year it can't have been anything that's been between you know e3 and the game awards so nothing massive but you know lots of small announcements probably interesting Okay, well, we'll find out in 24 hours. I'm fucking excited, man. It's going to be a... Yeah, Gamescom, I've never really done this before, have they? Like a great big uh, conference. They Not not together like this. No, they... no, not, not a big, like, just like opening night. Bam. No. I mean, Xbox did, because they announced Tomb Raider was going to be timed exclusive at Gamescom. Oh, yeah, which, I remember that. Which was a real shit. <laughs> that was a fun day on the internet, that was. Oh, fuck. That was uh, that was probably the most comments we ever had on Facebook for that post, because Paul was raging. 
<laughs> he, was, he was fucked off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was fun. But yeah, like Gamescom usually passes, you know, the thing is there is a lot of games going to be announced in the last, the next 24 to 48 hours. A shit ton of indie devs and smaller devs are also announcing games tomorrow. So we know there's going to be another Everspace. Koai Techno have got something going on. Marvelous AQL have got something going There's so many games going to be announced in the next 24 hours. It's going to be fucking mental. Because Nintendo yeah. have got an Indie World video as well tomorrow, haven't they? Yeah, I expect there to be a lot of the games that are being teased in that. So Everspace, they've got a new online RPG slash roguelike thing going on set in space that looks fucking amazing. And they're releasing, they're announcing tomorrow. I'm 90% confident they're going to announce with Nintendo because the, the Everspace went on to the Switch eventually, didn't it? Yeah. It did. That's a good game, so, you know, fingers crossed. Cool. Well, if you want to know our thoughts on what gets announced at Gamescom this year, never fear, because we thought if we do it in the next podcast, it'll always it'll be a kind of a week too late and all the news and all the buzz and all the hype would have passed. So what we're going to do is um, right after Gamescom tomorrow night, we're going to all huddle back together and discuss everything that's been announced in a great big reaction podcast which will go live straight after our recording and that's very very exciting because we haven't done that before uh, we uh we planned to do it at e3 but we just couldn't get each other together at the time and so yeah we're going to do a great big podcast tomorrow night once all of this has been revealed to discuss whether or not we got anything right i think we're on the money on some of them but it would be nice to see some uh some brand new stuff as well yes. fantastic right uh, talking of one game that we think we're going to see a bit more of from EA is Need for Speed Heat, which was revealed this week. And the hype got us all a little bit excited because it had very kind of like a very 80s aesthetic. And obviously our, our very own Paul Collett is a big fan of the 80s. If you uh-huh. have listened to this podcast, you should know that by now. And so is Greg. Thank you. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. I've gone at length about my rich mahogany um no my love of synthwave and 80 soundtracks and all that kind of stuff but no no let's just gloss over that sorry <laughs> no um I, I he's, that, he's I, barely I, spoken all podcast and yeah, now he's piping now up I, about this now shit I, now i want to feel included and you just glanced over <laughs> <laughs> okay paul and greg love the 80s thank you and uh, i do also well i don't fucking like the 80s sean hates the 80s <laughs> Sean wish the 80s never happened. Absolutely. It's funny because I'm, I'm 33 and was born in the 80s and Paul was 33 in the 80s. <laughs> He's going to love that. He's going to love that. <laughs> but yes, uh, we all got excited about Need for Speed Heat. looked like something, hey, they might be going in a new direction. They might be taking it back to a different decade. And then the trailer came out and uh, no, they haven't done any of that. They no, really uh, not. It's exactly the same game. As it looks like it ever is. If someone told me that was a remake of Need for Speed Underground or Hot Pursuit or The Run, I would believe them. Um, unfortunately, it looks like the same old Need for Speed. But Sean, the light of positivity in our life, what can we what can we glean from this? Ah, fuck it, actually, Greg, what can we glean from this trailer? That it looks shit. Um, I go. was really, I was really <laughs> hoping. No, no, like I know I was saying earlier about the Biomutant, you know, like less is more, that kind of stuff, and that is what really. Really, I saw the logo and I went, oh, it's going to have like a Miami Vice aesthetic. We're going to, all right, it's not going to have cutting edge car modifications. It have it much then, but we could drive around in like Testarossas and Lamborghini Diablos and old Jags. And I probably got my dates wrong on one of them. Some of those cars came out, but, you know, just go with me here. Um, and I was like, oh, it'd be amazing. You know, get rid of all the bump and the 
the cred and the shit that ruined like Forza Horizon 4 but it's like oh yeah you're learning you're getting points because you're going to be an influencer <laughs> fuck off it could have been a really cool 80s based Need for Speed how amazing would that have been you know it would have been great would have been great. and then the trailer came out and I just went ah fuck it yeah me too EA have shit the bed on that one I just went cool that's another franchise I'm now done with considering uh, you know my love for remasters and stuff a lot of these old franchises I'm just like bleh yeah, oh, just no. Uh, that logo and then the reveal, and it's like, oh, we've got to take the power back from the police. Or, well, you do drive cars ridiculously high speeds through populated areas. I'm sure they're actually right on this one. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Oh, just the whole, the whole, yeah, down with the man. I just think, oh, fuck off. It's played out. And that's why I don't like watchdogs. Um, no, I just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> segue. No, I just, I saw that trailer and I just went, nope. It could come out now and tell me it's going to have, you know, no DLC and no loot boxes and all that kind of shit. And I'll go, cool. Still couldn't give a shit. You know, EA could come out, deliver a copy to my house and give me a check for £100. And I'll still go, yeah, it's going to be a shit game. Thanks for £100. But no, I just don't care. Have you invested time in any of the Need for Speeds in the past? What has been your favourite, if you have one? I did like the Undergrounds. I don't understand why everyone keeps saying, you know, Need for Speed Underground 2 needs to be remastered. I just thought, leave it in a time capsule. You know, we've we've seen from my Metal Wolf Chaos review that not every old game needs doing. Yeah. Man, you're the only person on the internet that apparently does not like the, that game. Apparently, I'm the only person that didn't wear that with ro- didn't play that with rotating glasses. Need for Speed Underground 2 is a time capsule. It's a perfect epitome of a time capsule game. It's got the music from that era. It's got the Fast and the Furious vibe from that era. And other games have come out and done it since. Again, with the Forza, both the normal motorsport ones and the horizon the modding thing is so much better you know it's more i mean motorsports grounded in realism horizons a bit more drifty you know over the top but that is a time capsule game leave it where it was so we can all go oh wasn't it great because you bring it out now it everyone will go oh it's not as great as i thought it was but I, di- I didn't really play anything after that i think i played what was the one they made a launch title as a 360 underground maybe Black, remember. most wanted. You've got to climb the top 10 leaderboard. You're amazing. You get your car trashed. And then you've got to basically beat the top 10 hotspot to become number one. Anyway, I think it was, a, it was a launch title for the 360. I want to say most wanted. Oh, yeah, it was most wanted because they remade most wanted. Made another, I don't know. Yeah, and that was it. And that's when my sort of franchise lull kicked in, really. And that, mm. I mean, that's like 14 years ago. I haven't, I haven't touched a need for speed since. I remember playing The Run on the Xbox 360. And I really enjoyed that because it was, there was kind of a story that went all the way through. It wasn't, there wasn't any kind of bulk, was it? It was just you needed to get from one part of America to the other uh, without the police catching you. And I found that quite fun. I actually finished it, I think. Um, and then it just went, it kind of reverted back to what it was before. There was like this slimmer of innovation and they just stripped it out again for the next one. And they've just continued to do that all the way through. And it's a real shame because he has probably got some people excited and then my mate Chris uh, is very excited about it. He loves Need for Speed, so he's uh, he's all over it. But I don't know. It doesn't really look like it's going to be worth jumping yeah. into, especially at the end of the year when there's so much coming out. Yeah, no, I just it's going to pass me by, I think. Yeah. Uh, Sean, any thoughts on Need for Speed Heat? I know I cut you off earlier. I apologize for that. I realized I didn't ask Greg a single thing this podcast, so <laughs> I thought it was best I do. No, that's fine. I'm reasonably excited. I like Need for Speed. It's fucking dumb shit. You know... The kind of game you can get home after a really shitty day at the office, switch it on and smash a police car. 
Like I just completely removed my brain to play them. And I I played all of them, all the mainline ones, apart from like the spin-offs, apart from Need for Speed Payback because of the microtransactions. So the microtransactions in Payback, they kind of really informed the design decisions that made the game. So basically, if you didn't pay, you had to replay the same races over and over again to grind out coins to be able to get more races. And they've confirmed that that isn't in this one. So I'm quietly happy that I get to have an arcade racer this Christmas. You know, it's it's not exactly what I fucking wanted. I was with you guys. I wanted a fucking 80s styled, you know, palm trees, blue sky, stupidly white clouds, guy in pastel shoot, like suits doing crazy shit around tracks. That's what I wanted. What I got was like kind of, you know, Mexicans and, and cars, which is fine. I'll probably end up getting it because I fucking always do, but it's not what I wanted. But, you know, same again. Come come December time when I'm looking for a game just to shut the kids up, you know, <laughs> I'll probably go for these to proceed. So, yeah. Fair enough. For me, it looks like a game that I would sign up to EA Access to play for 10 hours. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's, it's like, it's, it's one of these games that's like so inessential unless, unless there's fuck all else out there. And there is loads of other stuff out there. And yeah, for 10 hours for like EA, you know, for five quid, what, five quid a month now? Four hours an hour it's, or something? It's four pound a month. Four pound a month. Yeah. You know, I signed up the first month and, and I, haven't, I haven't touched anything. I really probably should. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm waiting that, until, uh, until FIFA and Jedi Fallen Order and Need for Speed are available, it looks like. Yeah, but I mean, you, like, if, if they get 10, 10, hour, 10 hour demos, it's brilliant. You know, they, you pay four pounds, you get 10 hours of gameplay. That's fine. It's, it, 10 hours is more than enough to check out a Need for Speed game. Yeah, probably all of it. You know, this, it's, it's never really been that like a content filled series. As it's always been like pretty linear, you know, the same tracks, different cars every time. But things crossed. I, I just kind of hope that there isn't a grindy Microsoft transaction fest this time because I, I really do like these kind of games where you can just take your fucking brain out and just let it happen. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Okay. Well, then, that does lead us to our final topic, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm a little bit excited about this. This has not been confirmed. I do want to stress that. A lot of websites are saying it has been confirmed. It has not been confirmed. Deadline said that very, very specifically in their original post about this story. But there are rumors that Hugh McGregor is going to come back as Obi-Wan Kenobi in a Disney Plus Star Wars series which makes me very, very excited. Greg, does this make you excited? It really doesn't. Um, oh, fuck it, I knew you were going to say well, that. God damn it, I'm so excited. Someone please be excited about it with me. Why do you think Ewan McGregor played Obi-Wan really well? I'm not going to argue with you and say you're actually wrong. I just want to know why you're excited. Go on. It's because I thoroughly enjoyed his portrayal as, of Obi-Wan. What, even uh, that amazing, uh, but no, younglings line. Even that. I'm a huge, huge fan of his, and and I'm a big fan of Star Wars. So combine the two, I'm all in. Yeah, and this is if there's something to be gleaned from the prequels, it's probably Hugh McGregor, right? And Darth Maul and pod racing, and that was about it. Now, this is pod racing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so yeah, the idea of like another six or seven hours of that gets me excited. I'm looking forward to that. No, no, fair enough. That is a perfectly valid answer. I wasn't going to debate that and go. Actually, I think your opinion's wrong. No, I don't think you would, because you're not that sort of person. It, it, I mean, I, I liked him in the role, don't get me wrong. I just, I mean, I'm not going to be a snob and go, oh, the prequels are shit, they don't exist to me, or 
conversely go, they're amazing and they're better than the original trilogy. I did once, I did once make the claim that the Matrix trilogy was better than Star Wars, and then I stopped being a moody teenager. No, I just, I mean, it'd be cool if you can do it properly. I say do it properly if, you know, if it reinvents Star Wars for me. But again, I keep saying franchise fatigue. Main films, fine, but I'm kind of a bit off with Star Wars. I like Last Jedi, but um, yeah, I, I don't really follow a lot of yeah. Star Wars news anyway. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where it's where it's placed. Assumedly, it'll be after Revenge of the Sith and before A New Hope. Kind of him yeah. recovering after losing Anakin. What, like pre-Clone Wars? or Not Clone Wars. Um, no, wait. Clone Wars is between two and three, isn't it? Yes. So like post-Rogue's? Post Rogue One? Post Rogue no, that, One, that's yeah. just before New Hope, isn't it? Oh, I'm there. <laughs> Confusing myself. Uh, Sean, have you got any thoughts on this? I'm quietly happy. I don't like you. I'm, I'm really wary. So there is there is a lot of Obi-Wan stuff now that's been written down and is canon. And so like the whole Clone Wars series, he's in almost all of that. And, you know, they, they've got a new Clone Wars series coming up on Disney soon the animated show it's going to be great i presume because it is all fucking great but, but it's like you mcgregor kind of informed that tv show like his performance and how he did that he you know the the characters they built i just hope you can get back to being that way like it's it's a it's a very fucking different world for him i imagine now post star wars and going back i just hope that he can bring all of that back because it was it was the right balance of almost cheesy, very fucking serious at the same time, and never quite laughing at his, his own jokes. Do you know, like when he it's like every time he cracked a one-liner in all of those films, you could see in his brain that it was like this is a terrible fucking joke, but I'm telling it anyway, and I will probably laugh about this in ten years. He just got <laughs> like he's, he's just got that 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 look to his face that like he knew the writing was terrible. But he was doing his absolute best with it, mm. and he, he he did awesome with it, you know. And the thing is, his performance is like quite informed with the original Obi Wan actor, you know. They they are quite seamless, you know. They're both uptight weirdos. So yeah, I'm happy. More Star Wars is good Star Wars, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's nice to see a different uh, Star Wars series as well. Of course, they've got the Mandalorian on Disney yeah. Plus as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Disney Plus is looking more and more essential every day. Did, did you hear the news about Rian Johnson's uh, Star Wars trilogy? I don't know if it was confirmed, but yeah. So, so yeah, they, they, Disney are definitely doing another Star Wars trilogy with Rian Johnson. Sweet. Uh, and he, he is completely abandoning every character that's in Star Wars right now to write something completely different. So there won't be another, there won't be a crossover character. He's got like a blue sky. He's been told by Disney, the sky is the limit. You do whatever the hell you want in Star Wars land. You don't have to include a character. Just go with it. So he was he was talking at Toronto Film Festival and said that it was definitely happening. And obviously fans are pissed off about it because they wanted him fired for ruining Star Wars. With this, this social justice warriors. Oh, you killed Luke. No. <laughs> <laughs> a terrific impression again. Wow, oh, the fucking nerds. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So yeah, it, it's definitely happening, and um, he's he's looking at starting the film. I think it was next year. So great. More Star Wars. 
Great. I love The Last Jedi. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. I thought it was great. On second viewing. Yes. Once you get there. <laughs> I, I did that thing. I watched it and then I, I sort of followed the internet and people were moaning. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That bit did suck. And then I stepped back and watched it again. I went, no, fuck it. Those bits are actually great. Apart from Space Mary Poppins, but we're not going to spend another half an hour talking about that. But what they could have done is all they had to do was just mention somewhere in the film saying Leia did some of her force training, but she spent more time focusing on being a general. And then everyone would have gone, oh, she's got a bit of force power. Nope. Could have done that. Didn't. It's anyway. In the, it, it's in the secret texts. Ryan Johnson has confirmed that. What? The ones that Yoda burnt? Yeah. Oh, well, that says everything, doesn't it? Any, any super Star Wars fan nerd should have known that. And the fact that they forgot is on them, not on Ryan Johnson. So, man, we could talk about The Last Jedi for hours. Let's not do that. But um, I love it. I think Sean loves it as well. I don't think Paul's a fan, but of course, of course he's not, because it's a thing that exists. <laughs> so, yeah. Paul yeah. isn't going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the most adequate like description of what Paul dislikes. It exists. <laughs> a thing that exists. Check. Oh, Paul dislikes it. Sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, right then, let's move on to the quiz answers. Can I just put a small little caveat in before we do the quiz answers? Yeah. Whoever, whoever, or if it is the man himself, has, has created the Justice for Paul Twitter, is wasting their time. Because Paul gets the answers wrong. It's not that he gets them <laughs> right. It's not that he gets them right, and then we are horrible to him. He gets them wrong. And the, the Street Fighter one last week... When he gave out to, and yes, we have Slack chat, and he did put Ryu Ken and M. Bison, but he read out two of them, and you can't just go, oh no, actually, I did this. He's done it before where he's written, what was it, a country, wasn't it? And he wrote Japan, and then Germany next to it, it said Germany. Yeah. Or, and then it was like, no, you, why did you, why did you give out? And so, no, there's no justice for him because he gets it wrong. <laughs> Love you, P. Yeah. So, <laughs> If you're the person out there that's harassing us on Twitter about it, even though it's probably Paul, but you won't admit it. I was going to say, if it is, if it is Paul, <laughs> if he put more more effort into his quiz answers, I love it. Uh, I'll be honest, I uh, just love it. It's fun. <laughs> uh, thank you for making my week entertaining, whoever you are. Anyway, let's do the answers. So, question question one: What do the numbers mean, Mason? Oh, that was from Call of Duty Black Ops. Black Ops. The Something best about Cuba. Call of Duty campaign ever. Mm-hmm. Well, World of War is my, my, my favourite, I think. Um, okay, that's your opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Uh, the right man in the wrong place can make all the difference in the world. Um, Roscoe, what have you got for that? Half-Life. Half-Life 2, yes. Yeah. You said franchises. I did, yeah. So you I'll said take... franchises. You, to be take... fair, you, you did say you were going to put specific ones if need be, but otherwise franchises. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But more, but more specifically, it's Half Life Two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question three. three. As he pushes um, his glasses further and further up his nose. I'm not wearing my glasses. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I got my 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 phone like three feet away from my face so I can read. Anyway, uh, question three: War, war never changes. Greg, what have you got for that? It's Ron Perlman in Fallout. Um, yes, that's correct. Question four: Luke behind you, a three-headed monkey, Roscoe. Monkey Island. Monkey Island is correct. 
Uh, question five. There's no use crying over every mistake. You just keep on trying until you run out of cake. I was so tempted to, like, I can, I almost sang it to you. I'll be <laughs> honest. <laughs> so um, do you want to say this in unison after three? One, two, three. Still alive. Yeah, Portal. So it's the end song from Portal. Called still I'm alive. Greg didn't say Portal. It's still alive. It's fine. You, you, you no, it's not right, is it? That's the name of the song, the not name the name of the game. Oh, uh, he's got a point. What? No, he's got, he's got a point. You said game. I put the song title. I'm only joking. It's all right. No, no, you're right. you, you are totally right. No, you are, you are totally right. No, I, I, no, no, no. Give him a I'll goddamn send, point. No, no, I'll send you a screenshot if you want. I, I did just write. No. I wrote the song title. I wrote "Still Alive." I don't think you're lying about this. I just, I just, I'm just being a dick, <laughs> purposely. Imagine, imagine me docking your point for knowing the name of a song that was in the game that I asked <laughs> you about. Imagine you going above and beyond the Call of Duty. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, track nine on the soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, you can keep the point for that if you want, because like you you sang it during the anyway. Uh, question six: Secrets are like herpes. If you got them, might as well spread them around. That's from Mass Effect. Yeah, it is. Oh, never played them. Uh, question seven: Unfortunately, killing is just one of those things that gets easier the more you do it. Greg, what's that? It's Metal Gear Solid. It is Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Uh, question That's... eight. Oh. <laughs> Question eight: Promise to ride me as much as you ride your bike, Roscoe. That is gone. Oh, I didn't want the answer I was offering. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, Yikes. he's gone. Is correct. Yeah. Question nine: Oh, where the hell is? I had a violin somewhere. I was going to play it all sarcastically. God damn it! It was going to be awesome. Blake, where's the bloody violin? Greg, what's that? I don't know. Roscoe, Borderlands. Borderlands 2. Yeah, I'll take uh, Borderlands. Of course it is. Uh, question 10. Now go. I need to meditate or masturbate or both. Greg, what have you got for that? GTA 5. That is correct. GTA 5. Trevor. Question 11. We've come a long way, you and me. We've seen a bunch of different kingdoms. I mean, sure, we got shut down and stuff along the way. But think of all those hats. The trip really was amazing. Thank you. It's been an honor walking a mile on your head. Roscoe, tell me what that is. I don't know. You don't know? I should know. I know I should know, but I don't know. Greg, have you any ideas? Is it Jack and Daxter? No, it is Mario Odyssey. Well, the hat talks. Oh, fuck! Of course it was the hat. Of course it was Mario Odyssey. I, I was thinking that, but I was thinking, does the hat talk? I didn't, I've never played it. The hat fucking talks. It just... Oh. <laughs> God, I um, beat that game so long ago. Yeah. Oh. Hence why I was laughing. Um, okay, and <laughs> question, question 12. <laughs> A hero need not speak. When he is gone, the world will speak for him. Greg? Is it Halo? It is Halo. Yay! Well done, chaps. So if you uh, tot up your scores. Roscoe, how many have you got? Ten. Ten out of twelve. Well done. Greg? I also have ten out of twelve. Oh! oh! Okay. Tiebreaker. Tiebreaker time. Okay. As of February 2011... As in the last time Capcom announced it, how many copies of Dead Rising 2 had been sold to the nearest 100,000? Roscoe? I'll say 4.4 million. Okay. Greg? I'll say two and a half. Greg takes it. It was 2.2 million. Yes! (laughs) I beat Ross again! Oh... (laughs) 
I had, oh, well I had too much faith in that series. Yeah, Dead Rising was shit. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well done, Greg. That was that was impressive. Two point two hey, million. The tiebreaker was a Capcom question. Yes, it was. I just uh, ran. I call shenanigans on that. Like, but you were trying to give me that point now. Um, <laughs> for the point for that for that question you got correct. Well, I would absolutely never die. Like, if Justice for Paul account gets all bent out of shape because I give you a point for telling me the name of the song from Portal, <laughs> I could see it happening. Anyway, well done, Greg. Yay! That brings you up to four. So yeah, the the, the current Which standings are means I've now taken over Paul. That's it. Yeah, you are now in second place. Roscoe on the head with with is it ten or eleven wins now, Roscoe? Can you remember? Ten. Ten ten wins. Greg with four and Paul with three. Well done, chaps. And Greg, that's what you get for turning up to the podcast. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> if you did play along at home, please do let us know how you got on via the socials or whatever. And uh tune in next week for more quiz. Grand. Thank you very much indeed, Sean. It's an absolute pleasure. Right, all I have to say is, what is coming out this week? Uh, Black Desert lands on August 22nd. Did you did you get a chance to play the beta at all, Sean? I did. I did get to play the beta, yeah. I, I'll i say this for next week, but like I'm 90% sure I'm going to probably play it, but it's so fucking weird. I'll talk about it oh, next okay. week, rather stick this to the end of the podcast, but yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. It's so much fucking RPG in that RPG. Just, just so much. Uh, August 22nd. Also, uh, Space Harrier is coming to the Sega Ages collection on Switch, which is very exciting. Uh, Snooker 19 is coming to Switch on August 23rd. Snooker 19 is a very good game. Is it, Sean? It is. Very good game. Yeah. Uh, Greg and I played that at EGX Res, and then we managed yes. to get a, uh, a code for it. We broke the embargo on the uh, streaming, but no one, don't worry about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Stuff as balls. It's better than the other snooker game. What was it Snooker Nation? Yeah, please don't get those confused, people. Snooker Nineteen is the vastly superior product. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what's coming out this week. The week after is a bit more exciting. Oh, there really that. is a big one next week. Oh yes, there most definitely is. Anyway, that's it, ladies and gentlemen, for this Whoop. week's episode of the Finger Guns Podcast. Thank you very much, Andy, for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us. All over the place, Every, everywhere we are is down in the description below. As we said earlier, we are going to be doing a Gamescom Reaction podcast special, which we're recording tomorrow night straight after Gamescom, so do keep an eye out for that as well. Two podcasts in one week. Are we crazy? Yes, we are. That's what we do best. So it is a goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Goodbye. Goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. Doodles. And it's goodbye from me. Don't forget to look out for our Gamescom Reaction special this week on the Finger Guns Podcast, and we'll see you next time.